You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hey, thank you for listening. Here is my weekly reminder slash request for you to rate and review the podcast. If you enjoy it, this is a really quick and easy way that you can help me and help more people find the show. So that's all I'll say on that. Thank you for listening. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited about today's episode. This episode really brings out a side of me that I have not leaned into as much. Normally on the show, I'll be like, I've mentioned before that I don't even know how much I've talked about this. So I went to Vanderbilt. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that. And my major was human and organizational development with a concentration in leadership and organizational effectiveness. And then literally just for fun and for credits, I double majored in Spanish. But the HOD major, which I'll call it HOD from now on because it's a mouthful, it really taught me about people and how they learn and how they interact with each other and how to develop people. I chose that major not knowing that I would really have any interest in it, but because it was the broadest major. At Vanderbilt, that major has like five different sub-majors. I chose the leadership one, but there's a community development one, there's an education policy And there are a couple more that I'm missing because there's five of them. But I was like, okay, I can do this major. I can kind of specialize underneath it, but it's just super broad. And it actually ended up being stuff that is so interesting to me and that I use on a daily basis, but wasn't really giving myself credit for that knowledge, nor was I allowing myself to lean into that nerdy side. I really do. I love learning. I've never been a person who enjoys learning from school, if that makes sense. School has always felt kind of too theoretical for me. And I really like to see things in practice. And I like to get hands-on and do things and learn by doing. But today I'm actually going to talk to you about a concept that I learned in school that I think is super helpful and I don't know how many people talk about it if they're not sitting in the classes that I sat in. So today we're going to talk about this concept called the Johari window. It's called the Johari window because it's a mashup of two names, this guy Joseph Luft and then this guy Harrington Ingham. And they were just like, okay, we want it to be both of us. So we'll take the Joe from Joseph and the Hari from Harrington and you get the Johari window. And basically the Johari window is this four square that helps you understand what you know and don't know about yourself. And because this whole podcast has really shifted focus on self-study, self-care, and redefining yourself, I thought that this would be a really good tool for us to go through and really dive into. Let's talk about the squares And I'll put a picture in the show notes so that you can look at this a little bit easier. But on one side, on the vertical part of the scale, it's what's known to others and what's not known to others. And then on the horizontal, it's what's known to yourself 
and not known to yourself. So then you get four different squares, and that's what I want to talk about today. So the first square is called their arena. That's what you know about yourself and what others know about you. So a lot of times, this is where like personal branding comes into play. It's the stuff that's out there. It's the stuff that you put on your Instagram, the things that you talk about and probably define as your your strengths. It's also your weaknesses. It can be good or bad things that people know about you, but it's those things that are kind of in the public domain. So that's the arena. And a lot of the work that I've done in my own businesses and on myself has been around trying to shape the arena and shape what people know about me and what people think about me, which in some ways, I think it's really useful. I think it's great to have a strong personal brand. I think it's great that a lot of you who are listening would see something related to self-care, an opportunity related to self-care, and would think of me. That's me being really intentional about the arena. I think that you can do that in a good way and in a bad way. And since I really try and show up honestly and vulnerably here, I know that I can, if I'm not being careful, can try and create perceptions that aren't true, which really gets into the facade. So let's go into that because I'm already starting to get into that area. So the facade is what's known to self and what's not known to others. So that's when you're really trying to create this appearance of what people think that you are. And they don't know. They haven't interacted with you. They don't know if that's true or not. And honestly, I think that's where we get a lot in the online space. Any space where someone is being known to many people, and I say known with air quotes, because you feel like you know them. You feel like you have an idea of them. But like, do you really? Because almost any person, any famous person that you talk about, the question is, are they really like what they're actually seem like? Like, is Beyonce actually a sweetheart or is she like a taskmaster and she's evil? Is Oprah amazing or is she terrible to work with and she's a total diva? You just don't know. There are these things, these crafted pieces that we think that we know about people and that people think that they know about us. But unless you're really in a relationship with someone, you can't know what's beneath the surface, which I think is important to make that distinction. And even how I hadn't planned to make the transition that way, but the arena, the stuff that's out there, what you know about yourself, what others know about you, and the facade, what others don't know about you, but you know about yourself, there's a really thin line there. And especially, especially in this digital world when we're all trying to present ourselves. And it doesn't even have to be just digitally. You could be working in an office and you might not want your coworkers to know that like you actually really struggle with Excel. So you have to build an extra time at night for you to be able to build out something that they could do in half the time. And that's something where you've built this facade where maybe you're doing phenomenal work, but you've created a backdoor to allow yourself more time and space to get done the level of work that you're capable of. Having a facade isn't always a bad thing. 
but it's something to be aware of. What you are choosing to put in the arena and what you're not choosing to put in the arena. And more importantly, what is the why behind that? Why are you holding things back? Is it from a place of protection? That can be a really good thing. I'm constantly having conversations with myself and with Matt about what I do and what I don't share. So there are pieces that make it into the arena and there are pieces that don't. And that's okay. It's okay for people to not know everything about you. Just understanding why you're doing that, why you're making those decisions. Let's go into the blind spot now. So the blind spot honestly scares me a lot. The blind spot is stuff that everyone knows about you, but you don't know it about yourself. And that freaks me out because, again, that's something that I can't control. I'm not in charge of the blind spot. So how can you deal with blind spots? Because we all have them. It's by getting feedback. And feedback, I've mentioned before, is something that I have had to learn to receive and to understand what feedback is helpful and what feedback is not helpful. Blind spots can be positive. There are some things that you are amazing at. You are so good at them and you just overlook it. One of my friends is an amazing hostess and she still doesn't always feel like she's that good of a hostess, but she she just makes everyone feel so at home in her home. She'll do the cutest things like She's very crafty, and one year for her Christmas party, she made everyone these, like, woodcut ornaments. Like, literally, she made them herself. It would have already been sweet if she had just thought to go buy them for everyone, but she made them, and she, like, put people's pictures on it. It was the most amazing thing, and I tell her all the time that she's a great hostess because I know from having known her for a while now that that's still like an area of self-doubt that she has. She has this blind spot of thinking that she's like an okay hostess, but not really that great when I can see and everyone else can see she's an amazing hostess. Amazing. Not just an okay hostess, an actually amazing hostess. Blind spots can also be bad. Blind spots can be where you don't know how you're coming across. Maybe you were in an organization where asking a lot of questions was seen as like you are engaged, you're participating in the process, you're really thinking about whatever the topic of the meeting is, and you switch organizations and you ask all these questions, and it actually comes across like the opposite way. It comes across really attacking Maybe depending on who you're asking the questions of, there are some questions of like how you're perceiving them and you are coming from a good space, but you don't understand that culturally the way that you are engaging with the situation is creating this perception and that's a blind spot for you. And so that's why I think it's so important to have people personally and professionally who will give you that feedback, who will give you that unfiltered perspective of the good, the bad, and the ugly so that you can show up better. And as much as possible, you want to get those blind spots into your consciousness. You want to get them into the arena where they're out there and you can work on them and change them because ignorance might feel like bliss. It might feel great for you to think that you're doing amazingly But if everyone's actually thinking that you're being really rude in a meeting or something, 
that ignorance is not worth it if it's ultimately undercutting the way that you're trying to show up. The fourth window, there's not a lot I can say about it because it's the stuff that you don't know about yourself and others don't know about you. So it's kind of a black box. And maybe sometimes some of that stuff through reflection and self-study will start to filter out into the facade or into a blind spot. But there's not much that you can actively do with that quadrant. So when I think about Johari Window, it's just really helpful to start to think about yourself in that way, especially if you're like me and you really like to get to know yourself. This is a cool tool to think about, okay, what do I know about myself and what do others know about me? Cool. And you can just start to think about that. And you can use that as you're building your resume, as you're building a company, as you're doing whatever, just starting to know like, okay, how do I come to mind for people? Really helpful. Then when you think about, okay, what do I know that other people don't know about me, good or bad? And just be really conscious around why you choose to leave things in the facade level instead of floating them up into the arena. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing that it's in the facade. You just have to notice that that's what's happening. And then thinking about the blind spots. Who are the people in your life that are helping you get those blind spots out into your awareness so that you can work on them and so that you can address them? And if you don't have anyone maybe that's an action step for you, is to get people in your life who will tell you the truth and to know that you in turn will do the same for them. And then the unknown is an adventure. It's a wild card for all of us. We don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And other people don't know either. And then part of the adventure is just seeing how that all unfolds. So that's my quick primer for you on the Johari window. Do you like me talking about these concepts If so, let me know, send me a DM, send me an email, or if you hate it, let me know too. I just realized that there were some tools and tricks that I had up my sleeve that I don't talk about, but that y'all might be interested in. So I will give you an image of the Johari window in the show notes so that you can refer to it. And I'll see if I can pull up some articles on it as well. But thank you so much for listening. And I will be back in your earbuds later this week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.